0: to Beyond Well with Sheila Hamilton. This is a program for people who want to learn more about our interior lives. And one of our promises to our listeners is that we'll take up topics that are of great interest to you, or perhaps are giving you a lot of suffering. Many people have been asking about their anger. People waking up feeling enormous anger at the situation in the world, at what's happening with the public schools, at their spouses, because they can't get them out from underneath their feet, and they're feeling it, Dr. Polo. Dr. Jim Polo joins us to talk about anger, its uses, and sometimes when it gets out of control, what we can do to manage. It's so good to see you, Dr. Polo. Good to see you too, Sheila. Did you have that experience at all during quarantine where you just woke up? pissed off?
1: Oh, yes. Um, I think we all have that, you know, where we have moments where we get very upset, and, and we're not happy with what's going on, and we we get angry. We get very angry sometimes.
0: And is m- most of that, Dr. Polo, around things we cannot control or around the things we can control?
1: Well, it can sometimes be a little bit of both. It's important to remember that anger is, is what we call a secondary emotion. So it's usually something that Uh, comes after a different emotion that is more primary. So for example, when people get upset, they have strong feelings of displeasure, they're upset. But usually what's behind that is either a sense of sadness or maybe a sense of disappointment, anxiety, or worry. So there's something usually behind that anger.
0: I'm fascinated by that. So if it's a secondary emotion, The premise would be that we should be exploring what primary emotion is, correct? Exactly.
1: And what happens is oftentimes that primary emotion, we go through it very quickly. It's a little bit more sensitive to us internally. And sometimes people are actually afraid of the primary emotion. And anger is a little bit easier to handle. And anger can sometimes give people a feeling of being more in control. And by default, it's a more comfortable feeling sometimes than the feeling that's underneath what's causing
0: the anger. I don't know if you watched Queen's Gambit. But there's an amazing scene where um, they're talking about drug use when she says something like "A, a little anger is spice and too much of it makes you feel dead inside, something like that. And I was thinking about that where a little bit of anger does give you energy. It gives you the feeling that you're very much alive. It's when it's out of control that you end up feeling so disconnected from oneself.
1: So I, I did see that show, and that is really such a good portrayal of something that's really true. It's important to remember that anger is actually a normal and a healthy emotion. It's an adaptive response. And in fact, when we feel threatened, we sometimes rapidly find ourselves in a fight or flight type mode, uh, and we get angry, and, and it's actually part of our survival. There's physical symptoms that come along with anger that kind of even prepare your body. So your blood pressure goes up, your pulse goes up, hormones are released. So there are times when anger is a very, very helpful emotion uh, and a very appropriate emotion, but how you handle it is what becomes challenging.
0: Okay. So let's go through that. You feel that adrenaline rush, you feel your heart pounding, you feel the sort of rage that we feel. And what are the steps that we should be taking to evaluate whether or not you want to act on the anger, whether you want to let it move through you, whether you want to try to let it dissipate? What are, what, what's next after that? Yeah. Energy?
1: So that's a great question because oftentimes when you feel angry, you don't really think clearly in the moment. And sometimes you can go very quickly from getting angry to just feeling it. And when you're really upset and angry and you start to have that rage and there's an outburst, a lot of physical symptoms can come to bear and a lot of things that you might even say that you will actually regret. So one of the key things about anger is, first of all, slowing down and trying to think and focus on what it is that really you're upset about. Mm. You know, what is that element of the event or whether it's a conversation or or whether it's something that's happened? you know, what is it that it's really causing you to feel so that you can then think about, okay, why is this making me feel this way? And what can I do to alleviate the feeling? What can I do to begin to have some control and actually solve the problem, figure out what it is that's causing me to feel upset and, and not feel upset?
0: And I think especially for men, that question of whether the anger is masking a lot of hurt and vulnerability and maybe deep grief over things that have happened,
1: you know? Yes. Very often what's behind getting angry is Having a huge sense of vulnerability and in some cases, a tremendous amount of uncertainty and not wanting to have to face what that could possibly mean.
0: I've always been interested in, you know, you watch these courtroom dramas and they're like, you'll have to go to 30 days of anger management. <laughs> what do they teach you in anger management that we didn't learn like in school or in church or in our homes?
1: Well, first of all, it's important to remember that that people do express their anger in different ways. Yeah. So, for example, a, a healthy way to express anger is in an assertive manner. Mm-hmm. And folks that are kind of assertive, first of all, they think about what they say they're able to be confident they're able to talk and think and they focus on resolving whatever it is that's kind of creating that uncomfortable feeling now there are other people that react in a very open aggressive manner this is the these are the types of folks that lash out they yell they become accusatory they're bully they they criticize or they may use sarcasm and generally These folks react in a way very quickly and sometimes say things that later on they then regret. And they often have, you know, challenging relationships because people don't like to, you know, deal with somebody that's like that. And then there are folks that handle anger in a very passive manner. These are folks that tend to, uh, they don't like confrontation, they don't like the feeling, but they also don't like to deal with that feeling they end up resolving to other behaviors. They can be silent, they can procrastinate, they sulk. Mm-hmm. Um, these folks have a desire to be in control. And so they kind of express their anger in a quiet manner by creating problems. And those folks also run into difficulty with relationships. So, with that in mind, you know, how you begin to learn how to control anger is very important. Folks that go through anger management classes. Usually those folks are the folks that have a lot of open aggression and they need to slow down and first of all, understand how to, you know, relax, Uh, take a deep breath, figure out, you know, identify that they're being triggered on their anger and then uh, going uh, through what we call cognitive restructuring, thinking differently about what you're feeling. So for example, let's say somebody is really angry and thinks the situation is just terrible. Everything has turned out bad and it's not going to be good. and, And they get upset and they start getting angry quickly. So with cognitive restructuring, you actually turn that around to say, actually, right now I'm feeling frustrated and I'm frustrated because something's not working out. What is it that I need to do to work it out and solve it? So cognitive restructuring is rethinking how you approach whatever it is that's creating anger. And to some degree, it's problem solving. It's problem solving because most anger, there's usually you know, a problem behind it that has created that
0: feeling. I'm so fascinated by the physiology of anger because it's almost like the moment it comes up in that rush of energy and uh, adrenaline, it's like it hijacks your amygdala <laughs> oh it, it it absolutely can yeah you know. and,
1: and, and in fact it's 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 built into our biology to be able to have that kind of a response very very quickly yeah little kids in particular will have events where they just fly off the handle and, and little kids oftentimes they don't understand their own emotions they don't understand their feelings and so it's really important to be able to help them begin to kind of make that connection between what they're thinking, what happened, what they're feeling, and then help them reorganize so that their
0: behavior
1: is not out of control.
0: And so when a kid is throwing a tantrum, are you saying, I want you to talk to me about what you're feeling in your body, what made you have this response, and how we can problem solve to make this better for you? Exactly.
1: Because wow. when, when a child is throwing a tantrum, they're usually upset about something. You know, it's usually they didn't get their way, or, yeah. or maybe they felt criticized, or maybe they were told no, and they immediately kind of get upset, but they don't really kind of connect the why. And so oftentimes, if, if you're not patient with a child, they won't begin to learn how to deal with that emotion. In fact, one of the worst things you can do with an angry child is respond back with anger. Yeah. because that just ends up kind of becoming a, a tug of war back and forth where the emotions take over and, and kids will dig in uh, with their anger. So it's very important to to be calm, help process, help identify the difference between you're upset and how do you handle that now? Let's talk about it. You know, throwing throwing your toy not a good way to handle the anger. Anger's okay. That's normal. Yeah.
0: But how you handle it that we need to talk about so i am fast forwarding you know two decades three decades in people's lives and they're in relationship and if they've never been taught those problem solving skills as a toddler or as as a child i would think it would be very difficult to begin to learn this process as a as an adult human in relationship with other people difficult
1: but not impossible there, there's no question that how one is raised and the environment within you are, are treated can, can make a difference. But once you identify that you're having a difficulty with anger, there are ways that you can learn to think differently, to problem solve, to improve your communication so that your your emotions essentially don't hijack you and you can have better relationships.
0: Dr. Polo, one of the fascinating things for me about anger is how badly, I don't know if this is the same for males as it is for females, when I feel it, I'm ashamed. I am so ashamed that I have this like overwhelming response in my body. And and later I'm like, who was that person and why did that happen? Should we be ashamed of it? Well,
1: first of all, I would say, I think that happens to both men and women. Uh, I, you know, I re I really don't think that's, that's just unique, uh, to one gender or the other. Uh, and I think where that shame comes from is that we very often, when we're really angry, we say things we don't mean yeah. we hurt people when we're really not trying to, and, and then we can't take it back. And so we feel not only bad, but we feel ashamed because we were out of control cool. With, what's interesting yeah. is anger is generally born out of a desire to be in control. Mm -hmm. And what happens is because your emotions are so strong, you can sometimes actually be completely out of control.
0: Wow. Yeah. I know that, you know, anger management programs are a fantastic way for people when they run into trouble with the law. Is there anything short of that where people can begin to understand and identify and work with their anger is a a type of therapy more useful than others? Well,
1: the, the one thing to remember is that sometimes for some individuals, anger almost becomes kind of a habitual response. Um, You can go very quickly from a primary emotion, feeling anxious, feeling sad, feeling disappointed, feeling rejected, very quickly to anger without ever really identifying that primary emotion. And so very often, if folks are finding that they have difficulty in relationships where they are, are constantly at odds with other people, then oftentimes therapy can be very helpful to help these folks essentially communicate better and think differently in situations so they can kind of reframe how they're interpreting their, their feelings and not let anger get in the way.
0: If you come from a family where they're shouting and it's very verbal and it's very different than when you come from a very quiet and docile upbringing. And so how do we merge our relationship to anger with the people that we love? Yeah, that's it. Great, great point, Um, because both
1: extremes are not necessarily good. You know, if you're in a family where everybody gets, you know, passionate about everything, yelling and screaming, that can be a a very difficult environment to grow up in, where where your emotions are kind of always, you know, on edge. By the same token, if you're in the type of family where no one ever says a peep and nobody ever says anything, you can end up with individuals that essentially really don't know how to even let anger out. And so it tends to stew on the inside. So you need to have kind of a balance of being able to express what you're thinking, express what you're feeling, but then actually working through it. That That's ultimately what's best for, for everybody. Because remember, anger is a normal emotion. It's a response to situations that we're uncomfortable with. And when we're uncomfortable, the best thing to do is to figure out, well, what's creating that discomfort? let's figure out a way to to change it.
0: You know, one of the things that happened to me when I was going through a divorce, I was telling my sister, like, I wake up and I am so mad. I'm just so pissed off. And she said, you know, it's a good guide for you. It's a really good starting point for you to think about why it is that you got here, how you're going to change it in your next relationship, what you're going to do next well to avoid that kind of thing and stop hating the fact that you're angry <laughs> and start using it as an opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, what I do with with folks sometimes is we help to uh, help them identify for themselves. What are the triggers that hijack you? you know, when, what are those moments when you know you're getting upset, what are the triggers that push you over? And if you can identify those triggers and be, you know, essentially on the lookout for them. So Uh when they happen, you can reframe how you respond. You know, ideally when you're upset about something, that's when you really want to slow down, lower your voice, Mm -hmm. ask questions, be open to listening to answers so that you can figure out how to kind of, you know, unpack or or resolve whatever the, the problem is. And sometimes that's what you need to really help folks focus on w- when they have that, you know, inability to to slow down and they go immediately from feeling uncomfortable to to being super angry.
0: Because one can be triggered by another person's anger. I mean oh, you, yes. you can have all these this skill set and suddenly somebody's coming at you in your face and everything you've ever learned is out the window and you're doing road rage.
1: And <laughs> and when you feel like you're cornered, you're 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 gonna lash back out because right. that's what what ends up happening. So, you know, uh two other things I ought to really mention. If you find yourself in a situation where you're really, really getting angry, one of the ways that you can very quickly resolve it is is get out of the environment. So you know, every once in a while you'll be in a situation where you know the best thing for you to do is simply, I need to walk away. I I need to go calm down. I need to be on my own. I need to really just get away from the situation. So that can be a way to uh, deescalate quickly. A higher level of, of a coping mechanism is humor. Being able to laugh at a situation or laugh at yourself or make fun or joke about something can actually lower the tension very quickly. Doesn't necessarily take away the anger completely, but it gives you a break, kind of breaks that cycle to be able to then slow down.
0: So this just leads me to this conundrum. I have heard time and time again in relationship that if you aren't in control of your body and you're in an anger patch and you need a break, you should say to your partner, I'm not in a good place to discuss this. Could you give me 15 minutes and then we'll come back? On the receiving end of that, I have always felt so manipulated by people who do that, like, Fine. On your schedule. Here we go. It's always about you. How do people work through this together? Yeah.
1: Uh, What I generally tell couples is you have to make an agreement when you're not angry. Hey, when we find ourselves in the situation, this is what we're going to do. So that when it actually happens, you don't feel like it's a m- manipulation, and very often, uh, you know, in relationships where there's a lot of anger, it can be very healthy for both of them to have the same ability to say, "Hey, look, I need a timeout. Let's take a break. I'm going to go spend some time on my own, and we'll come back and we'll talk about this some more." And and it it helps both individuals actually kind of calm down. the The problem is when you're in the middle of an argument and you're angry sometimes you don't want to let go because what you really want to do is you want to very quickly win. You want to very quickly resolve it, but you want to do it in your way, not necessarily in the other individual's way. And so that can sometimes, you know, uh, prevent us from wanting to take a time out because, you know, when the other person says, hey, I need a, a break, I am I need a, a time away, sometimes that can almost kind of lull you into thinking, oh, now I just need to say three more things and finally I'll win because they're, you know, exhausted. Yeah, it doesn't
0: work. It doesn't. And so really the point of of loving conflict is not ever about winning. It's not about winning.
1: It's not the best. The best resolutions are those where both folks can leave and feel better. Those are the best.
0: Anything else that I haven't asked about anger? Because I don't know. You just strike me as a human being who never gets plagued by it, Dr.
1: Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. I have my moments. Uh, My wife can tell you I fly off the handle and then I need to go into my uh, timeout corner in the red box. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's pretty normal for most of us to have those things that we know get us upset. So yeah. it happens to all of us.
0: I I just always feel like I can count at least six things that you've left our audience with to be able to cope with life in a little better way, Dr. Polo. It's so wonderful. And I'm so happy you are reaching so many more tens of thousands of people in your daily practice. Thanks again for being with Thank us. Thank you, Sheila. If you're listening on a platform where you can give us a thumbs up, please do that. And we're always interested in hearing what topics you'd like us to tackle. Be well.